As we prepare to read God's word this morning, we want to join together in asking God to illuminate our hearts and illuminate our minds with his wisdom and with his grace. So let, let us pray together. Holy God, we come to your scripture today hoping and now praying that your holy word will feel like an open door, like Elizabeth welcoming Mary, like coming home. We want to find sanctuary here. We want to breathe easier just hearing your words. And we want to find ourselves laughing and singing because this good news is just too good to keep inside. So, Lord, open the doors of our hearts that we might find sanctuary in your words and in your loving presence. Gratefully, we pray. Amen. Our scripture reading this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke in the first chapter. We start at verse 39. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and proclaimed with a loud voice, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. During the last four Sundays, including today of Advent, and, and yes, even through the Christmas season, we're journeying through Scripture in a worship series titled Close to Home. The series acknowledges the already, the close, but the not yet tension in our faith. Emmanuel is with us, but yet God's promised day, our everlasting hope, is not yet fully realized. We have heard John the Baptist prophesy about the one who is to come, but also his reminder to us that we are still wandering far from God's promised day. This message hits close to home, doesn't it? Especially for those experiencing inequality and oppression. 
We also have been with Zechariah, the priest, in the inner sanctuary of the temple, in the Holy of Holies, and we have witnessed the visitation of the angel Gabriel. Gabriel tells Zechariah that he and his wife Elizabeth, even though they are beyond, well beyond, perhaps childbearing years, they will have a long hope for child, a son. They before mentioned John, John the Baptist. But doubt fills Zechariah's response and he loses his ability to speak. The angel Gabriel tells him, I am Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God and I have been sent to speak to you and to bring you this good news. But now, because you do not believe in my words, which will be fulfilled in their time, you will become mute, unable to speak until the day these things occur. And then six months later, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And of course, we know that virgin's name was Mary. The angel tells Mary that she has found favor with God. And now he says, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and he will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor, David. In sharp contrast to Zechariah's response, Mary says, here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Mary's faithful response doesn't keep though, Mary's world from being turned upside down by an angelic visitation. This is a moment that we can relate to because over the course of nearly the last two years, our world seems to be turned upside down at least more than once. Before telling even her own parents about her pregnancy, Mary sets off to find Elizabeth in the hope that Elizabeth would be both, would both believe her, believe her, and help her. Mary longed, don't you know she longed to be able to tell her fantastic story of Gabriel's visit and the promise that she will have a son conceived by the Holy Spirit? But who would believe her? Yet if there is a chance that anyone would believe her, it would be her relative Elizabeth. Elizabeth, too, had received a heavenly message. She, too, was with child divinely promised. So Mary set out with haste to retreat to a Judean town in the hill country to the home of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Mary seeks both refuge, both physical refuge and safety, but also emotional protection. Now, she certainly wouldn't have traveled alone. There would have been others that would have been traveling to Jerusalem, and she certainly would have gone with them. But Mary's destination wasn't Jerusalem, but the town of Ein Karim, 
about five miles south of Jerusalem, where tradition tells us that Zechariah and Elizabeth lived. It was an 80-mile journey from Nazareth over three mountain ranges and, and would have taken maybe as long as nine days to make. It is there that Mary hopes to find safe haven in the midst of, of strife and uncertainty, safe sanctuary and a home where her heart can sing again. As Mary enters the home, she calls out to Elizabeth. But before Mary can even tell Elizabeth her amazing news, Elizabeth is filled with the Holy Spirit and speaks prophetic words over Mary. Only a few weeks pregnant, Mary wouldn't be showing. Yet the child in Mary's womb already has an identity known by Elizabeth, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Elizabeth recognizes the child as none other than my Lord. And her son John leaps in Elizabeth's womb. And with divine inspiration, Elizabeth cries out, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy, and blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Elizabeth proclaims what Mary has not yet even had time to tell her. Mary is pregnant. But this is no ordinary pregnancy, is it? For she calls Mary the mother of my Lord. Elizabeth's prophecy will soon be fulfilled when her own son prepares the way of the Lord. But Elizabeth not only prophesies, she blesses. Elizabeth declares both Mary and the fruit of Mary's womb blessed. And Elizabeth begins a, a series of blessings that are woven throughout Luke's birth narrative and others and beyond of joy and of praise. Mary, Zachariah, shepherds, Simeon, Anna, wise men, others will add their blessings to Elizabeth's story. Mary is blessed not only by her status as the mother of Emmanuel, God with us, but Mary is also blessed by her trust in God's promise. Because of her trust in God's word, Mary opens the door to God to bless not only her, but to bless the whole world through her. And now... Mary answers Elizabeth's song of prophecy and blessing with a song of praise of her own. My soul magnifies the Lord, Mary says, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on, all generations will call me blessed. Sanctuary and safe place are essential for the mother of the Christ. 
while she prepares to become a home for God. But it's also critical for all of us, for everyone. Sanctuary is anywhere God's love dwells freely and abundantly. Hearing the good news of her pregnancy, Mary sought just such a place. As a pregnant teenager, poor and unwed, uncertainty and dangers, both physical and societal, surround her. <clears throat> With haste, she journeyed to Elizabeth's home. Elizabeth and the child in her womb welcome, and they affirm Mary. And then, of course, Mary burst into a song of praise. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. For three months in that home and in the arms that received her, Mary became found, became, and continued to grow and be the mother of Jesus, to be the bearer of Christ, and continued to be to find safe haven. Elizabeth's welcome and blessing and, and care were a safe place, safe space for Mary. Just what Mary needed as she prepared for the important call on her life. Mary would not only give birth to Jesus, but she would be part of educating him in his formative years. And the world would see the imprint of this young woman in the life and in the teachings of her son, Jesus. Mary herself was sanctuary. Mary was Jesus' very first home, also known in Greek as the Theotokos. Theotokos in, in Greek means God-bearer. She was the dwelling place. For God. I wonder what are the places and spaces of sanctuary for you? If you would, I invite you to close your eyes for just a moment and think about sanctuary. Can you see those places where people really see you and they welcome you? and they receive you into safe space. Where is sanctuary for you? Is it in your grandmother's or maybe your mother's kitchen with the smell of cookies baking in the oven? Maybe walking in your neighborhood hand in hand with your spouse. Is it sitting in the wooden swing on the back porch on a beautiful summer's night, fireflies lighting up the sky? Or is it found in the arms of a loved one? Where is sanctuary for you? You may open your eyes. I recently lost one of the important places of sanctuary in my life, the death of my Aunt Becky just about a week or so ago. She had a special way of unconditional love and welcome. 
My mother called her pure love. I finally, finally remember visiting her at her homes over the years at Lake Gaston in North Carolina when I was a teenager and then in Richmond and then in Virginia Beach over the last 20 years or so. There was always a warm welcome and a deep, deep caring and a gladness to see me and to see my family. Who are the people of safe sanctuary in your life? In our lesson today, we see that Mary seeks and finds refuge in Elizabeth's embrace. During the pandemic, we've rediscovered that sanctuary and even church is more than just a building, more than just a place. Sanctuary is also people who say, here I am, I see you, and who strive to create and become safe space for us and for others. In this Advent season, as we prepare to celebrate and welcome Emmanuel, God with us, who is both our Savior and our safe sanctuary, we must ask ourselves, will we be a refuge, someone else's haven in the storm? Will we be another's warm embrace and sanctuary? In the spirit of these two holy women, Mary and Elizabeth, may we offer ourselves a sanctuary for anyone in need of the one who was born in a manger in Bethlehem, glorifying with our actions the one whose love freely given is our sanctuary and our only true home. Don't be fooled thinking that God can't draw close to your life and to your heart. This Advent and Christmas season, may we be comforted by the one who dwells intimately already with us, Emmanuel, God with us. But also may we expand safety and sanctuary for everyone wandering far, far from home. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we thank you for your amazing love and grace, for your safe sanctuary that you have offered us and offered to the whole world. Lord, help your church. Help us as your disciples to be those who offer safe sanctuary to those in need, those who need your embrace. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.